Hello, I'm Emma Louise Coffey and you're welcome to the Dairy Edge, the Chagas Dairy Podcast. We're bringing you the latest information, insights and opinion to improve dairy farm performance. With ideal weather conditions, grass growth has exploded over the last two weeks. On this week's episode, Michal O'Leary gives his top tips to keep control of grass on your farm, how to maintain quality of the dairy cow diet and avoid feed waste. We're here in the second week of May. Um, I suppose good healthy position all farms really around the country. Um, average farm cover um, of 790, uh, cover per cow at 203, um, growth rate of 70, um, which has, I suppose, increased up from um, 57 the previous week. So a 20% increase in um, grass growth rates across the country. Um, demand at 56. Um, and the average dairy farmer stocked at about 3.9 um, and roughly about 14 and a half kilos of grass and just over three kilos a meal um, being fed at, at farm level. Um, so lots of measuring going on at the moment, which is great, over 2,600 covers coming into pasture base. However, I suppose with the increased level of growth we've seen in, in the last few days, I suppose that will bring its own problems and challenges, I suppose, um, at farm level. And you've alluded to it, Michal, like a 20% increase in grass production, um, you know, say week on week. And I think, you know, if any of us look out, you could nearly see the grass growing. It's exploding out of the ground. Um, you know, is this growth rate set to continue into the next week or two? Or do you see it standing still at the 70? Well, I suppose looking forward um, into this coming week, you know, there is a good bit of rain forecast, which I think will keep growth rates high. Um, soil temperatures are, are, are good at the moment here in Moorpark. They're between 14 and 15 um, degrees. Um, and, the, and up further north in Ballyhays, we're talking about 14 degrees. So, look, I think, you know, this drop of rain will really even increase growth rate further, um, probably for, for the next um, for the next while. Um, but look, at a farm cover, it's at 790. Um Average, I suppose, across the country, and again, these are just averages. Look straight away that, that we can see that there's probably a problem there with pre-grazing yields. Um, the, I suppose the the rule of thumb would be to double your farm cover, and that would be your pre-grazing yield. So, look, guys are probably grazing covers of sixteen hundred kilos plus, which I suppose is 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 too high really for the time of the year. And let's get into some of those figures specifically, Michal, and let's take that pre-grazing cover first. What are you recommending in terms of pre-grazing cover we should target to get our cows into? Well, really, this time of the year, we're talking about 13, 1400 kilos of dry matter. Um, we're talking about our, our tree leaf stage. Um, and we all know what happens, I suppose, when, when it goes over that 1,400 kilos into the, the 1,600 kilos plus range. Um, we're into our fourth leaf. Um, the, four, the first leaf then begins to die off. We have more stem. Um, as a result, I suppose, grass digestibility reduces. Um, and then, look, we're going to see it in, in the tank. We're going to get lower, um, lower milk protein, um, leading to, I suppose, less kilos of milk solid sold out the gate. We're going to get a, a lower milk price um, for our milk. And look, I suppose it, it really it really is a negative effect um, on, on all things um, to do with profitability, really. 
And when you talk about the averages, as you say, there are some people below that, but indeed there are people above that. So, you know, people are in the situation where they've potentially hit a pre-grazing cover of 1,800 and up to 2,000. So, like, what's your advice for that farmer um, that finds himself in that position today? So I think, look, the, the fast thing is going to happen that, that, that there are some paddocks have to be skipped um, and they will have to be either cut for silage straight away um, or else they will be, you know, let bulk up maybe for a week or so, depending on, on growth rates um, demand and stocking rate. Um, but definitely these need to be skipped over. Um, I suppose the reset button needs to be pushed and we need to, to get back in grazing our covers of 1,400, 1,500 kilos. Um there are probably others, you know, that maybe it won't, you mightn't be allowed or mightn't allow um, to, to skip off paddocks. Look, and we probably will have to come in with some kind of a, a mechanical fix after grazing. But I suppose the, the first option anyway is, is to skip over, um, skip over those high paddocks and um, cut for silage. And interestingly, I suppose just um, as we talk about, I suppose, the numbers coming into to PBI and the number of farms measuring, um, we're just seeing from the data that 42% of farms um, are currently grazing covers greater than 1,600 or 1,600 or greater. So I suppose that is that is a major worry, I suppose, going into um, going into the second half of May. And especially, I suppose, we have um, grass changing from changing into the reproductive um, stage and producing seed head. Um, and I suppose all this coming together will have um, a negative effect in, on, on production. And I would have always thought um, in terms of deciding whether or not you have the opportunity to take out a paddock is dictated by farm cover per cow. You mentioned that farm cover per cow is at 203. How low could you reduce that given we're at an average growth rate of 70 and it is looking to continue into the coming weeks? Yes. Sure, I think look, the, the seventy, I suppose, is is the magic number there. Um, if if we're going to grow seventy or seventy plus, even maybe eighty into the next week, um, and we need to get to fourteen hundred kilos of dry matter, um, I suppose of, of a pre-grazing yield. I suppose look, the maths are simple. Um, if we had a, a twenty-day rotation at seventy, we're at our we're at our um, target cover of fourteen hundred. Um, but if our growth rate increases to eighty, I suppose we have to bring that that um, rotation link back. Um, into about 18 days and um, so we will have to go quicker around the farm and I suppose the only way to go quicker around the farm is to have less ground to graze and um, as a result we, we'd have to take out a paddock um, a paddock or two for for silage but um, definitely look the, the cover per cow on farm at the moment um, I suppose look at the average figures again is over 200 um, we need to bring that down to about 160 170. Um, and and to get the cows into the right grass. In terms of growth rate, Michal, like say that 70, you know, in some farms it is predicted this week on LED's um, prediction model that there is going to be some farms hitting in excess of 100. So where should their rotation length be? You know, we talk about the target average across the main grazing season is 21, but you're talking about a lower growth rate in that scenario. Yeah, exactly. And I suppose, look, every farm is different and yet every year is different as well. Um, so, look, if, if we look back into 2021, May was, I suppose, extremely slow and cold. Um, but this year is, is completely different. 
Um, so if uh, if growth rates are hitting 80s, 90s, even into 100 uh, kilos of dry matter um, in the coming week, um, they will have to change their rotationing back to about 15 days, you know, so they'll just go around the farm quick. Um, and I suppose as a result, um, we'll, we'll, I suppose, take advantage of the growth rate, keep grazing yields under control, um, have a high percentage of the farm cut, so there's really good quality grass coming back into it. Um, and it, they're setting themselves up for the, for the fourth and, and fifth rotation. Um, so definitely um, measure, measure, measure. Um, you know, every farm and every paddock is different. Um, and you, you won't know, I suppose, what's going on until you put your two boots into the paddock and, and see, see where, where is the paddock at. And in terms of fertilizer, then, Michal, where we have this high rate of growth, um, you know, and for a farmer who is following the cows in terms of fertilizer application, how do they adjust the fertilizer, um, you know, where the rotation length may dip as low as, you know, 15, 16, 17 days? Yeah, so I suppose, look, the rule of thumb, I suppose, for, for the summertime generally would be going with your, your unit a day. Um but I suppose when you are going into those short rotations, look, I suppose you would have to be conscious of it that you would be coming in around 0.7, 0.8 of a unit. So look, if you're giving it um, or if it's after getting, I suppose, a unit per day in, in the last application, um, you can you can reduce that for, for the next application uh, just to make sure that you're not putting out a lot of nitrogen. Um, and I suppose as a result, you're kind of creating a creating a problem. Um, by, by growing, I suppose, more and more grass, um, which need to be cut as, as surplus. But I think if, if you keep up the measuring, um, you'll know exactly when, how many days ago was the paddock grazed, when last did it get fertilizer, how much did it get? Um, and I suppose you can tweak your management in as a result of having, I suppose, the knowledge in front of you um, at your fingertips. So general rule of thumb would be, look, if you're on a 21-day rotation, you're, you're probably talking about a unit a day. Um, but if you are on those shorter rotations, we're back at 0. 0.7, 0. 0.8 um, of, of a unit. A side point then, Michal, in terms of uh, farmers out measuring grass um, at the moment, where is dry matter percentage at based on measurements in Chagas units across the country that, you know, f- farmers may be still using the March, April dry matter figures at this point? Yeah, so I suppose at the moment, um, grass dry matter is about 15%. Um, and I suppose, look, nationally is probably between 14 and 16%. Um, so look, fifteen would be a good a good a good number to use, um, and and generally as well in in periods of high growth rates, um, dry matter tends to be on the lower side, so around the the fourteen fifteen percent. So that that'd be just a point to note. Um, we, when growth rates are high, um, grass dry matter is generally fourteen to to fifteen percent. You mentioned also to bring you back, Michal, that we are heading towards the reproductive stage on farms. And you, you've also alluded to right now where farmers are at higher covers, it is having an impact on uh, digestibility, animal performance in the form of milk production, and also then impacting on milk price. Is your recommendation for a pre-grazing cover of 13, 1400 enough in order to um, maintain quality as we go into that reproductive phase or, you know, do farmers need to do more? 
Well, I suppose it's definitely the first step anyway is to make sure that um, that the pre-grazing yield is right. Look, we, we'll all have paddocks which, you know, the dung pads might have been gone, gone a bit mad or they mightn't have been grazed out that well um, in the previous rotation. And I suppose hitting these paddocks a little earlier, so maybe, you know, that, that the paddock might be at 1,200, but we'll say the dung pads might be at, at 1,500. And just, I suppose, giving the cow the best opportunity to graze out the paddock as tight as possible. And then after grazing it, look, you can decide whether it's, it's grazed out to the four, four and a half centimetres. And if not, look, we'll just have to go in and, and with the mower and just top it off um, and, and, and reset the paddock again. But I think um, the cows are, are probably at peak at the moment. Um, and it's, I suppose it's, it's important, I suppose, that we keep them going. And I suppose coming back to um, just a few general practices as well is, I suppose, giving the cow as much grass as she can eat um, in the day. And I suppose we're back to, I suppose, tree grazings per paddock as well. Um, and, and just, I suppose, giving the cow the opportunity to express herself um, and, and not to hold her back, I think, is, is, is really important. Um, and tree, back to the tree grazings. Um, some people, they, they've looked, they've paddocks the, the correct size and, and they leave the herd of cows in for, for tree grazings. Other people, they might give the, the cows 50% of, of the paddock for the first grazing. Um, and they might, for the second grazing, they might give the, the cows access maybe to 80%. Um, and then just give them the final 20% and clean up the previous um, previous bit of ground. But I think it's, you know, our, our thinking now is, is to, I suppose, put money in the tank, or put milk in the tank, and um, to, to grade paddocks as, as tight as possible and keep quality, um, keep quality right. And that's a really interesting point you make, Michal, in terms of letting the cow express herself, in terms of giving her that full allocation and bring it back to the feed allowance that you're seeing on pasture base uh, on dairy farms, 14 and a half kilos of grass, three kilos of concentrate. Is there an opportunity now to cut that concentrate? There is for definite, yeah. Um, And I think it's... um you know, the, the cost of ration, you know, is about 40 cents a kilo at this stage. Um, and I suppose gray's grass is probably about 12 and a half cents. So look, there, there definitely is a saving there. Probably three and a half is, is probably a little heavy. Um, you know, there's probably a kilo there that can be taken away straight away. Um, and particularly when there is grass about that, I suppose we have to, I suppose, maximize the potential of it. Um, so definitely, yeah, I suppose concentrate is, is, is one thing that, that can be reduced and I suppose leave, um, leave the cows what they do best and, and let, let them graze the grass outside. And where farmers um, aren't necessarily happy with the graze out, you know, you mentioned the more or there is an opportunity in the next rotation to maybe take a cut of bales. But, you know, the surplus is something that a lot of farmers are taking at the moment. You, you've alluded to it. You can cut it straight away or you can leave it bulk. But I suppose uh, post cut, what is your recommendation for those particular paddocks, um, you know, in terms of fertilizer? Yeah, so look, if if we are removing um, if we are removing grass in in the farm of whether it's going into the pit or whether you're going to make high quality bales, um, you know P and K must go back into that paddock. Um, so hopefully that that there is a bit of slurry around on on farms still at the moment. I know there was a lot of slurry put out in in the springtime, um, but definitely look 
two and a half thousand gallons of, of slurry could go out on these paddocks. Um, and that would, I suppose, give give plenty um, in P and K. And I suppose if there isn't um, slurry or, or parlor washings or anything available, I suppose we'd have to go with a compound, something like 18612, I suppose, to, to reblemish the, the P's and K's that were taken off, off the paddock. Um, and I suppose it, it is a very good point that look we often forget about these paddocks that um that take that have silage was taken off them and um, that we forget to put back in the nutrients um which were which was removed. And a final point then, Mihal, um I suppose aside from the current grazing um scenario, but you know, farmers are looking at cutting silage over the next couple of weeks. What's your guidelines uh, for us to ensure that, I suppose, we have quality um, for, you know, lactating cows or maybe thin cows that we need to put condition on during the winter period, but also then looking at uh, sufficient quantity for the winter? Yeah, so look, in, in the next week or so, I suppose, there will be a lot of, or it'll be a start to the silage season, really. Um, and there is, I suppose, a lot of talk about, um, you know, high, fertil- high costs of, of making silage, be it fertilizer or the contractor or even even land prices after creeping up a little. Um, and a lot of farmers are talking about this kind of delayed cut um, that we'll, we'll cut um, the silage maybe well into well into June and we, we'll get a big bulk or we'll, we'll have a big pit of silage. Um, but I suppose... The one thing, or maybe there's two things really, that if you are going to delay um, the cutting date, um, you will have a negative effect. Number one on the quality, so the, the DMD or the dry matter digestibility, but also on the quantity. So I suppose it would be great to have a big first cut, but, but we also have to think about what's the second cut going to be like. So if we delay the first cut, we're obviously going to have a smaller second cut. Um, so I suppose it all depends really on what's happening on the farm. Um, so what do you need the silage for? So is it for a dry cow? Um, is it for a cow in milk? Or is it is it for replacements? Um, so for, I suppose, dry cow silage, really, um, you, you'll be talking of an average DMD um, around 68 to 70%. Um, and I suppose that really needs to be cut, um, needs to be cut the end of May, early June um, in order to get that kind of quality. Um, but I suppose w- when we have cows in milk and I suppose they are going to be fed silage and look, they are going to be fed silage, whether you're, you're in winter milk production or whether you're in, you're in spring production, um, there are going to be periods where silage is going to be fed in, in, in the diet. Um, so that really needs to be cut in, I suppose, mid to late May, um, a DMD there of about 72%. Um, while if you're looking at your winter milk uh, herd, um, that's I suppose inside for, for a large period, um, milking over the winter, that really needs to be cut next week, um, mid May, and ha- have your 75% um, DMD silage for, for those cows. Um, so, really and truly, I suppose, um, a lot of silage should be cut before the 1st of June, um, heading into the first few days of June. Um, because I suppose we need we need good quality silage, um, and as you were saying, for you know you're, we're going to have growing stock. Um, your your dairy replacements they're going to need seventy two percent. So look, that's um, that needs to be I suppose cut in in late May. Um, so I think look generally uh, again rule of thumb the the I suppose the crop yields would be somewhere between five and six tons tons of dry matter per hectare.
That's super, Mihal. Really nice to get an insight from um, the the range um, and the level of grass that that we see across the country. Some of the big talking points or tips I've taken from you are, you know, for farmers to get their boots on the ground and assess their own situation and to target that 13, 1400 uh, kilos in terms of pre-grazing herbage mass to achieve that three leaf stage grazing, maximizing feed quality and supporting a high level of production on farms. Thank you, Michal. Thanks, Louise. That's it for this week's episode of the Dairy Edge podcast. And my thanks to Michal O'Leary for joining me on this week's show. Don't forget to rate, review and subscribe to the podcast. You can listen on Apple and Google Podcasts as well as Spotify. And for more information, go to the Chagas website at chagas.ie. I'm Emma-Louise Coffey and join me next time for your Dairy Edge.